Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Bluefeather. Fall is officially here. The trees are changing colors and dropping their leaves. Are you surrendering to the season? During my stay in Yosemite in September, the cabin, the Airbnb that we rented, had some awesome maps, books, paintings, prints, all throughout the house. And I picked up a book on John Muir. And so just to give you a little background on John Muir, John is known as a mountaineer. John Muir is known as John of the Mountains and father of the national parks. He was a Scottish-born American naturalist, author, environmental philosopher, a botanist, zoologist, glaciologist, and early advocate for the preservation of wilderness in the United States. And he spent a lot of time in the Sierras, the High Sierras, the Western Mountains, and Yosemite. So it was really awesome to learn, and I brought home a book from the gift shop, one of the gift shops, galleries down in the valley. It's called The Wild Muir. And the book that was at the cabin home where we were staying, I found this, a few sentences. And so I'm going to read it to you and then I'll tell you what stood out to me. So these are not the words of John Muir. They were in the introduction of this book written by a woman named Gretel Ehrlich. And Gretel says in the introduction about John Muir, Muir was a walker first, a writer later. He had walked away from various oppressions and austerities, an impoverished farm in Wisconsin, a brutal Calvinistic father the deadening rigors of physical work with no intellectual interludes. So can you guess which part stood out to me? There's two. The interludes, the intellectual interludes, a great combination of two words that start with the letter I. It starts off talking about he, how he was a walker first and a writer. And of course, that gave me a lot of insight and an invitation to walk and write and walk and write and to utilize that as part of my writing practice. And specifically with the intellectual interludes, at first I was like, I don't need an intellectual interlude. So here I am loving the idea that this is what he needed was intellectual interludes. And I love the, the, the beauty and the power of the word interlude to take interludes to move into interludes throughout one's day or season or life. And I don't relate to needing an intellectual interlude because I think that's what I'm doing all the time. I'm thinking and ideas and writing and painting and music and stories. And so then I'm like, oh, I'm the opposite. I, he worked all this manual physical labor. And what was that about for him? And I'm going to read another reading for you. What 
what I learned about his physical manual labor and what pushed him to move and leave his home and his religious father. And so he was craving other interludes, uh, intellectual interludes. And I'm craving physical manual labor interludes sometimes. I sit at a desk, I sit at the piano, I sit at the computer, a lot of sedentary activity for me. And so I love the idea to take interlude. And so that's what I wanted to share with you today. What are the interludes that you're neglecting? Which interlude do you need to focus on this season? We're in fall 2023. What does interlude mean? What are the synonyms? So let me give you one more historical frame of reference for John Muir. So this is from the other book I'm reading, which is called The Wild Muir. And so I'm just going to read a couple sentences. In 1849, Daniel Muir, John's tyrannical father, took his family to the wilderness of Wisconsin to homestead an idyllic 80 acres known as Fountain Lake. A religious extremist, Daniel, his father, John's father, worked his eight sons and daughters 17 hours a day to produce wheat and corn, the sale of which provided support to distant missions. This relentless regime of work was relieved only on Sunday afternoons, on the 1st of January, and on the 4th of July. For all the others were labor days, vain, rain or shine, cold or warm. So imagine all of that physical labor. John Muir was craving intellectual interludes as a starting place. So I want to share with you the definition of interlude. There's a few of them, which is very fun. Interlude is right up my alley, obviously, with music and my love for metaphors related to music. So the first definition is an intervening episode, period, or space. Mm -hmm. What intervening episodes, periods, or spaces are you in need of in your life this season, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis? Second definition, a short dramatic piece, especially of a light farcical character formerly introduced between the parts of or the acts of miracle or morality plays or given as part of other entertainments. So that's fun. An interlude could be a short dramatic piece in between. Another definition, one of the early English English farces or comedies as those written by John Hayward, which grew out of such pieces, interludes. Um, any intermediate performance or entertainment as between the acts of a play. So you could also feel into the idea that interludes could be performance or entertainment between the acts of your day or your week, the acts uh, of work during a given five-day, four-day, seven-day work week. And of course, the final definition of interlude, an instrumental passage or piece of music rendered between the parts of a song, between church service, drama, etc. So you know me, 
I definitely can sing a song between different parts of my day, my work day. <laughs> um, it brings me back to that joke and meme that, you know, if your friends, if life doesn't feel like, you know, a musical to you where people are breaking into song all around you, then you need to get a new group of friends. Kind of makes me chuckle. So there's some interlude definition. Now let's look at the synonyms. I'll just give you the four top strongest, hottest cinnamon cinnamons. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Pun mistake in, is was intentional. Cinnamon. Um, synonyms. So breathing space is a synonym for interlude. Idle, spelled I-D-Y-L-L. Lull or respite. So of course, the breathing space. Do you have enough breathing space in your life between your work, between your family, between your recovery? Um, Do you have breathing space that is focused on, so let's say John Muir needed intellectual interludes. I need physical interludes, movement interludes. I want weight training interludes. I want to get to that. So breathing space in your life. And so it's a real simple, beautiful idea that you could run and really play with. One of the helpful time management focuses for me has always been to split my day up into three parts, morning, afternoon, and evening. And in each part, there's roughly three hours of like productivity or work. And so then that means that I can really push through and do a morning shift at three hours, you know, depending on how much work needs to be done, 2.5, what the detail is. And then there's always space or interludes, breathing space, interludes, to have a meal, to do something creative like music or movement or painting or writing and it gives me time it gives me a framework of time management to perhaps have a less productive morning and then to realize okay I still have the afternoon shift and I can really push into a two-hour period to get this work figured out to design this web page to to launch this digital course, whatever it looks like for work, work. And then, you know, the evening space, maybe that's a power down, get off devices, get moving, get juicy in the space I live in with candles and soft lighting and soft music and scented candles and essential oil diffusers and all the senses, you know, interlude of senses, a sensual interlude where your senses are activated. So this is really what I wanted to have you take with you right now in your life. Are you intentionally creating breathing space in your life and particularly in your day? In your 10 to 12 to 14 hour day of being awake, are you creating intentional interludes that focus on your values, 
that focus on your what matters to you, that focus on your recovery from drugs and alcohol, that focus on your whatever it is that you want to lean into, using interlude as a clever metaphor to demand your attention and time and presence. Anyway, I wanted to share this beautiful thought with you and I look forward to seeing how interlude relates and resonates with your life. And I will see you next time here on the podcast.